This is on Fantasy Football Breakdown. My goodness, what is up, everybody? It's the Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast. Two drinks, that's myself. I am back, and it feels good. That music felt phenomenal to me. It even gave me uh, goose pimples, as I heard Swag says up in his part of town. Um, goose pimples. Goose pimples. Who says goose pimples? Who the hell like, I've says definitely that? heard that. I don't say it, but I've heard it before. Apparently, <laughs> nobody else has. <laughs> it's like, it was so cute that one time when my daughter said it. That doesn't count, dude. That doesn't I feel like count. It <laughs> what's up slags what's up dude so to be back brother man man i'm excited for this dude like absolutely i couldn't even decide what what one to do so we gotta do this one too double 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 two drink what and that's what everybody's saying they're like they're back right so, uh episode very excited dude I, i'm happy to do this man this anytime dude yeah 208 you said because you have been killing it with uh 15 minute breakdowns nice little spin i've been loving those obviously i was part of one of those i kind of stopped doing them dude i don't know that's, i just i don't know that's all right i really enjoyed them at first and then it was kind of i don't know what's wrong with my motivation sometimes or just like i, I don't know or the fact that we'll you've talk been- later Pumping out, right? <laughs> pumping out rookie fever episodes like a madman, and uh, the newest endeavor that I also got to be a part of with Hogue at Superflex City, talking SFB and a lot of music. Like that's, dude, you, you continue to crush it. Like I, I know yeah, I've stepped I away. It, I've had plenty of personal shit that you know has affected me in different ways, but you continue to crush it, and it's so good to hear you. You know, even if I wasn't there, so that was good. Yeah, and, and dude, that's how I felt like when I listened to you and Hogue, man, and like that show. And um, I, I tell people this all the time, but I don't know that they believe me, but I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. Right. Um, even some of my favorite people, I, d- I don't listen to you as much anymore. And I apologize for that. I still care about you. But um, between time and just um, the way my life is now and, and then also like wanting to kind of go back to those fantasy football breakdown days a little bit and make sure that my opinion's not too diluted. Yeah. Um, and um, I think it just helps me kind of. But that show, dude, I listened to the entire damn thing and was so disappointed when it was over, which kind <laughs> of made me feel good about this project or that project because um, there have been times within it that I, I wasn't sure if it was the, the right choice for Superflex City for me, for mm-hmm. listeners. Um, but and I still don't know if it was the right choice for Superflex City or the listeners, but I know it was the right choice for me. <laughs> if that well, makes as, sense. So Yeah, exactly. And as a as a listener, I have a listener to Superflex City. Uh, you know, maybe I have a, a, a different interest than others out there. But I mean I I really enjoyed listening to those. And when one hit my feed, like that was what I was listening to on the way to work that morning. It didn't matter what I thought I was going to plan, but that hit it. And I was like, yes, because it is a weird time, even in fantasy football right now. Like, uh, I know everything is, is Scott Fish and all these charity leagues going on right now. And that's kind of the craze right now. But it, it just before this was kind of a dead period. Right. So we looked at yeah. this and this is this is what it all is. And so, yeah, NFL camps and, and real football is actually right around the corner. 
but there's still this little period here. So just to be able to hear, obviously everybody got into a little bit of football strategy. And, and I think some of that can even be taken away from the Scott fishbowl aspect and some of like just your bigger kind of tournaments that are a little bit more crazy than just like your standard, you know, work redraft league, or even some of the dynasty leagues we play in, like you can take some of those pieces away from what a lot of people said. And, it, and at least, all right, I, I can kind of try some of these little things in here as I'm drafting and that kind of stuff. But to hear different people's music aspects of it um, and, and different backgrounds where everybody's come from has been really, it's been helpful to me, I guess. So yeah, thanks thanks no, for, for both of y'all doing that. And, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it wasn't too hard on you and, and you guys doing that in, in, you know, different ways there, so. Yeah, uh, man, I appreciate it a ton. And I mean, it, in certain ways, like it kind of was at times. And I even talked to you a little bit about that and just like kind of like, um, I don't know, I feel sad <laughs> today. Yeah. And I think that part of it is from some of those. But like you said, like it kind of brings us together. And I mean, even even within like and I know the charitable aspect and like you and John talked about that. And I don't want to get away from that either. But just the kind yeah. of the way that Scott Fishbowl also brings us together and even within like my 12 chat, I'll use that as an example. Like everybody's trying to have the best strategy. It's almost like a pissing match at times that I just don't sure. quite understand. And, um, and humble brag. And, and it's not why I want to do that. So as you know, like I finished seventh in the Scott fishbowl right. last year. Nobody cares. Right. <laughs> Nobody's talking about it and that's fine. But what they are still talking about is the relationships that they built in last year's Scott Fishbowl and the relationships yeah. that they built in Scott Fishbowl nine, eight, et cetera. And that's, what's important. And we don't right. want to get away from that because there's only one number one and you hardly even freaking care about him in at this point. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but the, the relationships and the camaraderie and just how it can bring us together and how fantasy always really did. And then the music side of that right. and how that can bring us together as well like at the end of the day that's what it's kind of about to mm -hmm. me right now like i understand like my odds of of finishing anywhere near that are so slim but it doesn't mean i'm not going to try and have fun but like at the end of the right. day like this is the kind of stuff we're going to look back on in my opinion I, yeah I don't know. create some create some lasting relationships not just in your 12 group but in your division itself you know have some yep. friendly rivalries as you're oh playing no they're there. going down they're <laughs> going down <laughs> right. but yeah i know 100 agree with that and uh listening to the latest one i think it was actually just released this morning with uh tacit assassin um i'm gonna i'm, I'm not getting off of that topic and and f i'm already Spoiler alert, you're getting two-minute breakdown questions later on today, even though you knew that. Um, I'm taking one out of that, and I'm going to switch it at some point. But so uh, listening to that one, I want to know what song or what music did you listen to today before we started? Because I heard on there you like to listen to different music, you know, before you record all the time, and that's the way you get up. So what would you would you have on right before we hit record? Um, so, I mean, I, I said the S word, which is Siri. I can't let her hear me right now because I don't right. want her to start playing something. And then I just said DJ for a while. Okay. But I'm actually doing a, um interview with uh, Jeff Hassley later today okay. um, for Superflex City and the music ones. And his mm -hmm. his division is Rush. So okay. I, I played some Rush 
Nice. Um, just to kind of get some of that fresh in my head. That was uh, what I was kind of like Tom Sawyer. You know, usually yeah. if you say like, tell her to play Rush. Yeah. <laughs> you can't talk about her, dude. She will start playing. <laughs> She's too close by. <laughs> dude, isn't she sort of a pain in the ass sometimes? Always. Like, honestly, you're just like, yes. like she will hear my TV say something. And all of a sudden she's like, I do not understand. And you're like, yep. what in the hell are you talking about? Like, um, but, but so I listened to just kind of like some of the popular Rush songs kind of jammed out to some of that. Nice. I, uh, I, I don't have the S word like around the home <laughs> that bothers me. Right. Mine is Alexa. I have like an Alexa show <laughs> or whatever it is on the counter. My, my niece lives with us currently and her name is Alyssa. So if I'm on the living room and I say, Hey, Alyssa, blah, 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 <laughs> Alexa picks up and starts to do it. Yeah. And I can't tell you how frustrating and pissed off I get when that happens. And then neither one of them answer me correctly. Like <laughs> I, I don't get the answer I want from either either thing. So in conclusion, in conclusion, both piss me off. <laughs> um I'm going to uh take that right into and not necessarily that it pissed me off, but I got a little beef with you, my dude. I get maybe it's time to start talking a little bit of football at this point. Uh, I'm not saying that's why the people are here. Hopefully, beef, beef it up. Be, beef it up. The, those show me the beef. Show me the beef. As much love and the and the new people coming. I, I I definitely appreciate that. But but my beef with you, I saw on Twitter the other day you answered a poll question saying you know people and I'm not going to quote it here because I'm sure, sure. that way. But uh, you know people don't want it to be. But the answer here is Fournette. And that was a super flex question Ryan of Fournette or Ryan Fitzpatrick this yeah, year. I remember. So there's there's a couple ways I want to go or can go with this, but uh, why Fournette for you there? Especially somebody that does super flexible, super flex city. You, I don't believe you to be as strong into the the quote unquote QBX that Hogue does, but you are very much so. You know, QBs early, often, especially in Superflex uh, Dynasty startups and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is, is this a difference because it's this year or you don't see? I'm going to stop. You tell me why you pick Fournette. I mean, for me, like, I'm just going to go to the Superflex side of it. And um, I feel like you're trying to defend that side of it a little bit, which I get. And my problem is my confidence in Ryan Fitzpatrick and who he really is versus how excited we get about this like cool guy that's got some swagger on the mic. Um, he helps helps teams a little bit. He's a bridge. Um, that's what he's always been almost since since Buffalo honestly gave him the mm-hmm. the real only shot he had. I mean, the dude has finished played sixteen games three times in his career. And, and Tudor, right. I know you pay attention to me, so you probably I'm probably sounding a little mm-hmm. bit like a broken record. No, nope, that's all right. But I, he's I he's played part. sixteen games fifteen times in his career. The last time was 2015 that mm-hmm. he played sixteen games. I don't see this first seventeen game NFL season being the fourth time that he plays an entire season. I would much rather like I threw waivers in anywhere I could for Taylor Heineke. Okay. And cause I think that at some point that's probably going to be the quarterback you want. I don't think that you want to design your 
teams or your wide receivers in the direction like, well, this is what Ryan Fitzpatrick does for this player. This is what he did, because I, I think you'll see glimpses of him. But I think that, I mean, you could see Heineke a lot earlier than expected. And even if like for the rare occasion, because it is rare and that's what people don't want to admit for the rare occasion that you do see Ryan Fitzpatrick play an entire season. It's not going to be for next year. Fournette likely lands on another team next year. It, even if you don't like the role, like he's still going to have like low-end flex upside as long as healthy. He'll be around a little bit. Whereas Ryan Fitzpatrick's, what, 37, 38? On his way out, like it or not, like you don't like continue to get these weird little shots in the dark every other year because you're a franchise quarterback. Okay. You know, so at 37, 38, I don't think they're just throwing it all into that as their future. I just think that we get a little bit too excited about his swagger and he's cool, dude, you know, but that's kind of just it in a nutshell. I don't believe in it. Yeah. So a best case scenario he would. He's going to be a journeyman on another team next year. It's kind of your thought. Maybe you know. Scenario, at some point, he hangs gone. it up. That's, right. You know okay. what I mean. It's going to end. It, how many times do you want to do that? And you, you no, know what I, I mean. And he's done yeah. well with it, and he keeps getting paid. But I mean, so, how many times? It's it's wearing out. You know. So if you take dynasty out of it, and it's just for this year, does it change for you, or is it still the point where you think Fitzpatrick won't be in enough? Like end of the season, more points whatever standard half point full whatever you want to do there like four net you see winning that in redraft yeah like just in, for the in, draft. In i know point, that's different. in a points total yeah man that's that's so, so different to compare that or like right i'm not bored betting you i'm not putting you on the spot that no way. i know I just, what you I mean um, where, where your head's at there it's exactly. an interesting one i could see four net finishing that i feel like redraft though if you're gonna go there like i feel like my confidence level is in somebody that in redraft I can probably get later. And that's Mac Jones. Like he's probably going to go later in a redraft format because of how much people are believing in Ryan Fitzpatrick as the, the man for the entire year. That's how they want to look at it. Yeah. But I'd rather grab Mac Jones late and feel like I have the guy for the end of the year in on that team. So So let's go to Fournette side then and just Tampa running back situation. Fournette, lead running back in Tampa for you moving forward, no question? Not at all, dude. I don't even love that situation, but I do feel like both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette get a little too much shade. Right. And but but I don't I don't like the situation for either of them a ton, you know, but I still feel like the eight to 12 points that I'm going to be expecting out of those players with the, the ceiling that they show. I'm happy with that floor, honestly, versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. And man, so many people are going to like hate me for this, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I feel like those running backs get a little too much shade for what I, they continue to do. And I have to bring it up. Keyshawn Vaughn. That's not, we don't worry about that at all. He showed us nothing last year. We're not worried like, about it. Those guys are still there. You're like, who? Yeah. And then, okay. And then, uh, who else was brought there? Was it Geo? Didn't Geo come in? Like, you know, Geo did come in. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not a three-down back running back that way. But not like, is he? Is he capping either Rojo or Fournette? I know Fournette's shown that he can catch the ball, but is is Geo taking all of that upside away from whoever is the lead role there? Um, no, I don't think so. I think Geo's kind of um 
I think you'll hardly see him, you know? Gotcha. Okay. That's fair. I think I'd probably believe a little bit more in Geo taking some of that away. Not that I want to start him ever unless we get a clear injury or indication. But, um, I mean, I, I, I think Fournette should be the guy there. But I'm with you. I think I think all of them will have enough role where I'm never going to feel good about starting anybody unless we get that injury. Yeah. Right and, and, I mean, that team, like, we're just talking about the running backs, but they have so many pass, passing options. I mean, you can even mm-hmm. just – start at tight end and stop right. just with like OJ Howard and Gronk both there as well. Like yeah. to kind of take some of those like short dish offs and cause there's going to be a healthy OJ Howard and he started pretty strong too. And then you right. obviously have the stud wide receivers and Godwin Evans, and then even still Antonio Brown, like yep. to count on any reliable amount of attempts, like passing attempts to those running backs, I think is going to be tough. For sure. No, I, I get that. All right, that's 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 the end of my beef with that one. You like Ryan um, Fitzpatrick a lot? Or I, I don't want to say a lot. But I don't even want to say a lot. I I think uh, because it's super flex, I think I feel more confident in Fitzpatrick, even if it's just for this year. Um, honestly, maybe even in Dynasty, like I just because even though I don't play running back heavy generally, I feel like I can find what Fournette's going to give me easier than I can find Fitzpatrick on my team, even if it's for half a season. Because I don't, I don't know that you're going to get eight, ten games out of Fournette where you feel confident putting him in your roster. You might have to, right? Yeah. You might have to do that, but I don't know that you're going to feel good about it. I think, I think I will that's a good feel- point. I think I will feel okay about starting Fitzpatrick when I know I can start him, right? If he gets pulled, then fine, and I know that. But I think you're going to start Fournette thinking it's going to work, and it won't be, and I won't make that same mistake putting Fitzpatrick in my lineup. It's not really the same answer there, but I think, I think it's a good answer. At. I get what you're saying. Like when You're going to know when Fitzpatrick's starting. He's probably right. not going to get pulled on those starts like he did in Buffalo sometimes. It's not going to be that right. fluky of a situation. I think that you're right. I think that you'll know when you can start Fitzpatrick and you can count on him. Yeah, it's just confidence in being able to put him on my roster there. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if Fournette's still playing next year and Fitzpatrick isn't, that wouldn't surprise me or probably anybody. But I believe Fournette is done with the Bucks this year, at least on contract at this moment, too. They're kind of all in for one more year on Brady. I feel like we've said that for probably 10 years with Brady. But, you know what I mean? Do you there's, feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick ride. is a sell right now? I mean, everything else aside and, like, I mean, duh, depends on what you can get for him, right? That's the question. That's the answer to everything there. I I would venture to guess that he's probably worth more to me, even in the half season, you know, that maybe you're projecting I get out of him than what I can trade him for. Unless, unless somebody in my league gets a bad injury to one of their quarterbacks, you know, early on in the season. Let's say, uh, Today. Like Dak again or something. But right Ryan now, Fitzpatrick in a vacuum. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Michael Pittman. Nothing's in a vacuum. Um, I hear Fernando just yelling it right now. I know, I know, I know. I even I heard uh, him like as soon as I said it. Like Dynasty. Dynasty. You said Dynasty. Yep. You just got sent it. You know, he's your yeah. he's your third or fourth quarterback somewhere in there. You've got two starters out that you have definitely have above Fitzpatrick. All right. If if he's Jalen Waddle. If he's my fourth Waddle, if if Patrick <laughs> is my um, fourth quarterback, I might take the risk of Pittman showing up this year and and, and finally doing something. 
and and or not finally doing something but kind of pushing to that next level um i don't know that ty gets enough love and i know you've you've seen that so i don't know that ty is just going to push over and and let Pittman and maybe paris campbell stays healthy and let those guys kind of take over i think ty will have his place but if if fitzpatrick is my third quarterback i don't know that i do that right i feel like i i want to to rotate and play matchups between those three quarterbacks i have and rather than risking uh either going down to two quarterbacks only and adding Pittman to me in a super flex or like having a really questionable, you know, third quarterback now that has to slide into that spot. Mm-hmm. I, that I like sense. that you brought up uh Hilton though, because I do think that he could have, I think that he's probably maybe one of the best values you could find at wide receiver in dynasty or redraft right now. Yeah. I'd say one of, you know, and I mean, and you're cheaper, in this better league, but, for sure. Yeah. Like I got, um, Hilton for Dalton, Andy Dalton, just recently yeah. and to the team that had Justin Fields. And um, I'm kind of really fine with that, to be honest with you. At, at yeah. this point, um, I don't think Hilton's going to be around much longer, but I think that he's going to be okay with Carson Wentz. I think people are counting him out. And it's he has that one-year deal. That's a bad part. So Right. All right, dude. So one one more beef that I, I wrote down for you, and and I know you're feeling on this player for a while now. Um, I just wonder. Uh, I wonder why the hate is is still there. Or, I'm just gonna say it. It's Will Fuller, and you're gonna you're gonna be gross here, right? Because I know how much you hate that guy. But I saw you kind of added on. To, I, I thought uh, we were going somewhere team. else because, like I said, I was trying to guess who you're talking about. I thought we were going somewhere completely else. We'll hold that name in case we have time later. But but Will Fuller, right? Obviously, he doesn't have Deshaun Watson thrown to him, and we don't know if Watson's thrown to anybody or how any of that part works. But he changes teams. We know he loses loses a game, you know, to start the season off for the PD. Um, why can't you get on board Will Fuller? What is it? Is it because of where he's going, or is it? I feel like to me, it's more the player himself to you, not even necessarily where he's going. Is that right? I mean, we we definitely we saw for the first time last year, like Will Fuller actually put a stretch together where you could actually start to rely on him and and feel confident about it. It wasn't just like you finally started him after his two games and you put him in your lineup and then he failed you and then you benched him for four more games and he went off again and then he finally went off again on your bench like last year we did see him put like a stretch together where it built up confidence off those small streaks that we've seen but really i think that like and even like you said with the suspension and then just the will fuller we've seen from in and out of injuries to flukiness a new team um and and we saw him put that stretch together last year after DeAndre Hopkins was gone as well. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. I think there's still players on the team, the the Dolphins that he'll be fighting for targets for. And and that, and that's fair. Uh, Is Fuller, where, where do you have that pecking order then? Like in the Dolphins wide receivers, like Parker's there, Fuller's there, Waddle's there. I mean, I know Gusecki's part of that role. Yeah. I don't know that anybody sees Tua throwing it. 40 plus 50 times a game like you know even like last year's rookies i know burrow didn't play a lot but he was chucking around a ton uh herbert threw it what the most or second most in the league last year Uh, yeah that's not how brian flores wants to run that team right but uh, to me 
I and you know, alert out there to those you don't know, I am a Dolphins fan, right? That's that's my team. Mm-hmm. But Fuller fits Tua better than Parker does. And and what Tua is looking for, you know, Fuller is the speed guy down the line, right? Uh, people said Tua may not have the arm. Tua's got plenty of an arm, I promise. He just doesn't I like to throw into, into tight coverage. Well, Parker's not a separator. Parker is throw it to me and, you know, throw me the 50-50 balls and I'll outbody yeah. the guy. He doesn't yeah. want to – like, Tua doesn't want to throw to that, right? Like, that's – he even said last year, like, he wasn't comfortable with, like, reading some of the defenses and stuff like that. Well, I'm definitely not throwing to the guy that is either bracketed or has, you know, a man right up in his face, mm-hmm. which is why, to me, you bring in Will Fuller, help stretch the field, too, for the underneath guys. You bring in somebody like Waddle that is, is very good at separation early and often. I like Waddle a lot. It, and, and, and the deep stuff as well, right? I know he has the connection with, with two of their from Bama, and that's really easy to, to put together. But what he does, I think, fits Tua very well. I think Fuller is closer to Waddle type of player than he is Parker, just for the speed and separation that they can get. So if if I can get a discount on Fuller right now, because A, people are worried about the suspension, which is one game, right? Or, you know, it, the part that bothers me is, is he stayed healthy for the most part last year, right? Until yeah. he got popped for PEDs. And it's yep. like, all right, so was he healthy because of the PEDs? Right. Is that is that why he was able to play that amount of games? Uh, and I think that, right? that and, goes through and, your head. And that could yeah. be hard. Right. That that could be hard. So if I'm now buying Will Fuller without PEDs, am I getting six games from him this year before he goes hamstring strain, hamstring strain, you know, ACL or something like that? That's rough. But is he more expensive than Devontae Parker right now to acquire? I think so. I, so? I, I feel like everybody kind of poops on Parker, okay. to be honest with you. Even um, for, but not as expensive as Waddle. No, Waddle seems think? like probably is the most expensive one. Would you agree? Okay. I, I um, mean, and Waddle's probably, probably the one I want. For rookies. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. And even with the Tua chemistry that he has from college, I think that some of that will carry over too and could work to Waddle's advantage a little bit. And, and I mean, Will Fuller's a new guy on campus too, you know, who hasn't even been around to a Parker has yeah. Waddle has Gasecki has, I don't know, man, like Will Fuller, six seasons, 3,100 yards. Mm-hmm. He's never eclipsed a thousand. He came close last year. Maybe he would have done it. He probably would have honestly, but before that, I mean, it was like 600, 700 yard seasons. Yeah. And last year, almost nine. Yeah. Right. And like going into kind of context to John's tweet, that was kind of the point. Like, some of those players on his list might have some decent games here and there, but when in the hell are you going to know when to start them? And I know that you know, like, well documented, like, don't send me Will Fuller in the trades. And that was kind of also part of that, that text. But the context of that was kind of like, I think Will Fuller is one of the most valuable players that also offers that flukiness, even if his ceiling is a little bit higher. And that's my biggest problem with Will Fuller is when in the hell am I going to put him in my lineup over my wide receivers and my flex running backs? Probably never, dude. And if I can get something right now before failure, I don't know. That's a competitive rebuild to me. If I gave you a mid-second next year? (laughs) I would do it. You know I would. (laughs) 
<laughs> you might be talking to the wrong person, but yeah, I, I would do it and I would advise it. I think that you'll right. be happier with that second next year. And, um, okay. and then I tell you to take that second and add like a third to it and maybe go see like what the locket guy is thinking Jarvis Landry, like some right. other guys that are like, I, I just, take my attention somewhere else. And those are some of the guys I think you can still get in that Will Fuller area where, okay. and I'd rather have those guys quite honestly. That's fair. I, I guess so, I know you didn't like Will Fuller. I just saw it and I was like, I, I need more context there for that one. So fair yeah, the, who, so who did you think I was going to say? I thought we were going to be talking about Antonio Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you like less Antonio Gibson or Will Fuller? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take me some Gibson. I might be eating a little curl on worth more. Gibson, you know, and you know, I think that like his role, I think that he'll have a, a decent role there. Um, I, I think that you can depend on him most of the time, but I think that people are just like, they haven't quite um, assessed the situation and digested it. You know, like we're talking about a guy who's got like 20% of his fantasy points in one week. Right. You know, and um, and I know you can never be like, well, if you didn't have these touchdowns or if you had one here, I'm not trying to do anything close to that because anybody right. that can have a game like that obviously belongs in the NFL. Right. You know, um, so I'm not even trying to like poop on that, uh, you know, but but same time. <laughs> 20% one week, you know, he's got five RB one weeks and that's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. McKissick has three, right? Two of them came in weeks when Antonio Gibson was healthy and already, you know what I mean? And right. one of them came when he wasn't. Yeah. And then like McKissick, they both have six RB two games or better. So that means that Gibson only has one RB two week and the rest of them were those five RB one weeks and one of them 20% of his his volume and even and then you see how good McKissick did while Antonio Gibson wasn't there he was like RB 18 I think RB RB 12 and RB 6 or something that three week stretch there and but Gibson didn't score another touchdown after week 12 when he had 20% of his fantasy points and that was even once he came back and he got like a decent load here and there it just it it wasn't as consistent as we make it sound. It's it, I don't know. So the, I just have some concerns with that. And people say, well, they didn't replace him. And I thought that they were going to draft a running back. Everybody knows I thought that. Mm-hmm. But they've got McKissick, who who did really good in his role, which was more of a passing down back. Yeah. But I don't know in Dynasty, man. Like I just Gibson is not Christian McCaffrey. And, and I think that that's where people want to go. It would like to that Ron Riviera offense. And like, this is what Christian McCaffrey did. And then they kind of forget whose offense that really was and who the running back coach was, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, and that's kind of even like, I look back to those days when we were talking about Christian McCaffrey and how he was going to get like that LaDamian Tomlinson workload, mm-hmm. but Riviera was never mentioned in that. You know what I mean? It was Turner. And and that's so I think that we just kind of have these weird expectations. Then you bring in the fact that you bring in Curtis Samuel, who had 19 touches in 2019 and 41 touches in <laughs> 2020. And 
maybe Patterson gets some looks, honestly, you know, and then you know that Curtis Samuel is going to get some targets, even like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know, dude, it just gets tough for me to see the RB one, like weekly upside, not the weekly upside, but the seasonal, like, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it quite the same as other people do. That's fair. That's what, that's, I like getting you on topics like that. Actually, you picked that one, but that's like you said early on in the show, you don't like listen to a lot of podcasts because you don't want your judgment to be clouded. My dude, I don't think that's ever been an issue for you. You have 100% <laughs> been you from the jump, and that's what I love about it. Um, as, as fun as this has been, um, this is a lunch date for me, and, and if I don't get the two-minute breakdown now, we're not going to have time for it. So... Without further ado, it has been a long time since you has got you have gotten one of these. So I will do yeah. my best to completely f with you. <laughs> People, listeners don't understand how hard this is, and and that's kind of part of the reason. Like I I I sort of got away from the fifteen minute breakdown because the the guests got it and like you get it and like but the listeners I don't think they saw like the the pressure that you're kind of like can go through within some of those moments of having like the sort of controlled chaos right i hope you're ready if for somehow no. you're new to this i'm i'm getting ready to ask swags 12 random ass questions some fantasy some not his job is to answer it as fast as he can without thinking won't be an issue for him <laughs> <laughs> let's do this hit it The Jaguars are 12 and 36 in their last three seasons. Urban Meyer coached college football for 17 years. In those 17 years, how many games did all of his teams lose combined? A lot, dude. I know it's not good. Like, he had a couple seasons here and there, but uh, I'm going to say... 17 seasons. I'm going to say 120. He lost 32 games total. Oh, that's all? That was way off. Less than two a season. Wow. What was yeah, what was created in the eighteen thirties to help prevent masturbation? (laughs) Um porn. No, that wouldn't that That, that wouldn't brothels. Graham crackers. I don't know why. Look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite backup running back to own this. It doesn't work. The graham cracker thing doesn't work. Right. Favorite running back to own this year? Um, back backup running back. Sorry. Favorite backup, probably. Uh, I'd say AJ Dillon. Okay. How many three hundred yard passing games has Sam Darnold had in his last twenty three starts? Two. One. You were really close. What did the ocean say to the beach? <laughs> um. You're doing awful, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be some kind of wave or something, but yeah, nothing. It just waved. You were close. <laughs> Tequila would not exist without what animal? What animal? Humans. Humans. Mm, bats. Bats. So there's two. I mean, animals. I guess technically humans are required as well. Yes, you're right. I, yeah, bats. You got through half. Literally. What, what part of tequila is from bats? Because I think I've heard that before. That's great. I think they uh, they help pollinate whatever the flower is. Like only bats hit that flower on that plant ah. or something. I I don't look up that much information, dude. I just find the shit that fucks with you. <laughs> Google facts. Are you getting the other? Bro, you got through half. What, what, where, where's the rest? <laughs> These get worse. What part of your body always loses? <sighs> your head. Defeat. 
Uh, oh. Bubba moments. Who scores more in 2021 full PPR? LaVisca Chenault or Amara St. Brown? Chenault. Rank for total yards this year. Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift. Um, Total yards. I'm going to go Taylor Swift. Sanders. And then who was the other guy? Sanders. Oh, yeah. Sanders. Then him third. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you steal a coat? A coat or a coat? Yeah, how do you, a coat. You put it on. You jack it. <laughs> Sorry. I got to keep going. I don't know why I love those stupid jokes. <laughs> Corey Davis. And Mike Williams finished as wide receiver what this year in full PPR? Give me a number for both. Mm, man, that's tough, dude. So I'm going to say they, man, Mike Williams will be quarterback 27 and Corey Davis will be quarterback 24. Wide receiver, but I hear you. Last <laughs> question. <laughs> Fake eyelashes were invented in the 1800s by a French prostitute. What did she name them? Um. Yeah, I see your head going there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Where did she put them? Um, I don't know. What, what was it? We're going to end on cumbrellas. Cumbrellas. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. Man. For all those who didn't lady. know that. <laughs> <laughs> she had it going on. Dude, I needed this. To be honest, I did. <laughs> I needed this. I had a lot of fun today. I hope people listening uh, have fun from it. And I hope that we can get together before too long and do some more. Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. We got to do this more. For sure. On that note, let's get the F out. Antonio Gibson or Travis Etienne this year? Etienne. Oh, this year. You threw that in there. Etienne. I'm taking Etienne. Okay. Fair. That's a tough one, though, on on the season, man. But I'm definitely taking Etienne. Does James Robinson score more than Gibson this year? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I'm probably taking Gibson over ETN this year. I made you switch it just now. Kind of, man. Like, yes, it's tough, dude, to see both those guys like scoring more than Gibson, even with knowing I think McKissick is still going to be a big part of that. Yeah, but that's tough, dude. I don't like that one. J.K. Dobbins. You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> Let's just say J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> that's my no, guy, yeah. man. That's who I'm trying to buy as much of as I can right now. I hear you. I am Swagzilla Zero G. He is at, at FL2 FL. Drink Minimum. This All is right. at FF underscore breakdown. You heard. Hopefully. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. <laughs> Turn the music down so I can hear you. I don't know, dude. <laughs> they heard it. Probably not. Good shit, bro.